Hey everyone, Bran Bronzebeard here from Warcraft. I'm here to tell you to like this show so much that you go over... <laughs> I, I can't keep it up, guys. The inner Bran Bronzebeard is too strong for me. Hey, it's Michael. Uh, I just wanted to say real fast, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We're so excited to have you here, and if you like this show... Be sure to go over to MultiplayerSquad.com so you can get more exciting bonus content like our Quick Takes episodes. And we would really appreciate that because we are definitely an independent podcast that is listener-funded, and it really helps us out to continue bringing you guys great content like what you're about to hear. All right, on to the show! What is happening, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads that love to talk about gaming, so we release two episodes weekly where you can join in on the fun with us. Please make sure to rate our podcast five stars, leave us a written review, and come hit us up on socials at Multiplayer Pod. Also, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon supporter. All supporters get access to two bonus episodes weekly, along with early access. So if you have an interest in helping financially support our show, you can see our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. Since today is Thursday, or uh, Wednesday for you Patreon supporters, you know what that means. This is a Twig episode for us to break down this week in gaming. I am your host, Paul, and joining me... He just came back from Alien Planet 4546B, where he's been exploring the deep blue sea. It's Josh. Oh, I love a good Subnautica (laughs) reference, Paul. (laughs) Kudos. Yep. And then joining us is our other co-host. I actually don't know if he's going to get this reference or not, but I guess we'll find out when we cover the story. He's been running around fighting the evil undead pirate LeChuck and completing his trials to become a real pirate. It's Michael. Man, I don't get the reference, but LeChuck (laughs) sounds like a pretty all right guy. It's a cool name. (laughs) If you had to guess, what do you think LeChuck is? Like, what what do you think that person would be? Um, He is a pirate who um, has a scar over his right eye that's actually in the shape of a fish. Uh, And there's actually, (laughs) it's actually a big whale story. Uh, I'm making all this up. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a ghost pirate who uh, takes his ghost pirate ship to the fires of hell, and uh, you can only defeat him by spraying him with root beer. So you were very close, Michael. Yeah. I'll give you a B plus. But yeah, I was. I was really feeling. I was channeling it, and I was like, I know this one, guys. And actually, I knew that the whole time. I just made up the other part because it sounded funnier. <laughs> oh, very nice. All right. So here for this week in gaming, we always spend a little bit of time talking about what games we've been playing over the last week. Sometimes we break down news stories. Sometimes we do a little bit of both. Guys, let's just be honest. This week was a very weak week for Ooh. news. Is Ooh. that a, a week, am week? I allowed to use that yeah. phrase? Oh, yeah. or is that too confusing? No way. Week week is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week sucked so bad for news. We don't have a whole ton to talk about. Uh, but we do have some new stories that we will jump into. So normally when we do this, we talk a little bit about what we've been playing. What, what have you guys been up to lately? Josh, how about you go first? I know you've been busy oh, with your gaming life. I have. It's funny, man. Like, cause you know, if you had asked me three weeks ago, I would have been like, yeah, I'm only playing this one game. But, uh, yeah, lately, man, I've been branching out a little bit. Um, so you guys have heard of Slay the Spire, right? The card game. Have either of you yep. played Slay the Spire? 
I've heard of it. No, but my son does. Okay, so Slay the Spire is an insanely popular card game, card-based game, that started a big run of those. Um, and there is a fan expansion that came out for Slay the Spire called Downfall. It's completely free to pick up, and it is incredible. It adds to the base game so well that... The content is amazing. And the developers of Slay the Spire 100% support this because of how well it's done. And it's completely free. So guess who's been playing Slay the Spire again? <laughs> me, in, me in the future, probably. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's dude, it's, it's so good. So if you are a fan of Slay the Spire, which there are millions of people out there that are, I highly recommend that you go pick up Downfall. Uh, it lets you play as the bosses in Slay the Spire. So you're actually trying to be the bosses that are fighting off the heroes. So in, you kind of go like in inverse order of the maps, which is really cool. You get the boss abilities. There's <laughs> fully fledged cards for these. I mean, it's, it's a, honestly, this should have been a paid DLC and they released it 100% free because it was all fan created. Oh, that's cool. Now, Slay the Spire is not PvP, right? Like it's like no. a story mode, just yes. single player. Yep, solo based. Uh, I think there's like a there is kind of like a weird leaderboard thing where it's I, I've never played that. I just play it like a single player game. Mm. I feel like you've gone through a few phases where you jump back into Slay the Spire. I feel like every year you'll do it at least once or twice. Yeah, Slay the Spire, Monster Train, Hearthstone, and occasionally Gwent are the four like main card games. But at some point, I've always got a card-based game that I'm a huge fan of at any given moment. I've only I've only really done Gwent, and I love Gwent. And I'm, you know, I've, we talked about this before. I'm not a huge card based game, but I think it's just because I love The Witcher so much, and I like collecting the cards in the game that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna check this one out. But uh, famously, I still haven't played. I always say famously. It's like I'm not a famous person, so I should probably not use <laughs> You're that. You're famous now, buddy. Right? You can't stop people talking about how Michael does not yeah. like card games. Right, right. So, <laughs> except Gwent. <laughs> right, except for Gwent. But I love Gwent, so yeah. That's cool. Do you ever hop into, or do you think you'll ever hop back into Inscription, Josh, or do you think you're done with no, that one? No, Inscription was great for kind of like, a one -time like the six hours that I played the first act. I don't think I'll ever get back into an Inscription. I like a little mm. bit more. It was really, really cool with what it did, but like at its core, I want an actual card based game that's, you know, either very strategic oriented or like PvP mode. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, to be honest, since I realized that news stories were pretty weak, I realized I should probably start playing some other stuff so I would have something to talk about. <laughs> so I actually went into Steam and started checking out some of the different downloadable demos that were available. Oh. And you guys know I love golf games. Yes. And I saw a demo called Cursed to Golf. Now, I'm assuming neither of you have heard about this game at all. Cursed Golf or Cursed to Golf? Because that sounds cooler to me. Yeah. Cursed to Golf. <laughs> oh, T -O. Nice. Cursed yeah. to Golf. Yes. Uh, so this is an upcoming game that, this is not a joke, they blend golf and a platformer together, and that is what this game is. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. So let me set the stage. Oh, so you got to go farther into this now. I have to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I download this demo, and I start playing it. And in the beginning, you're just a regular golfer. They're talking about how you are probably going down as the greatest of all time. You're about to win another tournament. I think it's supposed to be like 
like another majors or something like that. And so they're like, if he sinks this putt, he'll be the unanimous greatest of all time. And then you get struck by lightning and you die on the green of the final uh, hole uh, in this tournament. Uh, <laughs> and you go to purgatory and they tell you, oh, yeah, you're stuck here. The only way you can get out of purgatory is by hitting golf balls and working your way through these stages. And so they let you start playing the demo. I would be stuck in purgatory. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. So basically the levels are like built like a platformer kind of imagine like Mario, except it's more vertical. So it's got, you know, different things you have to land on and you have to make your way down to the end. And so basically they only let you have so many shots, but then throughout the course, if you hit a certain type of statue, it shatters and it gives you additional shots. So it actually combines golf plus platform. And it sounds like the weirdest thing in the world, but when you start playing it, it makes perfect sense. It's actually a pretty clever game. Uh, believe it or not, it also has cards. I feel like every game has some kind of card system yeah, now. Yeah, because cards are great. They are great, yeah. So they give you like certain powers along with your golf abilities. So one will be like a practice shot. So if you play that card, you can, you know, swing and then give it the real try. So yeah, you just, you know, you aim, you got your power, you got your angle, you got your driver, your iron and a wedge. There's bunkers. <laughs> you just work your way through these levels. It's actually pretty cool, but there's no PVP. I kind of wish that they had some kind of element like that because I love playing golf games with friends and this is just a single player golf game. But yeah, what a weird one. Yeah, I, that's I'll have to check that out because I also like golf games. I just don't play them very often, but most golf games that I play, I really enjoy. When you guys were just talking about this, Paul, I, the look on my face had to have been just complete. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what this game looks like because I'm like, wait, wait, wait a yeah. minute. Um, I am also a huge, avid golf game fan. The first one I ever played was Jack Nicholas Golf from like 1991 or 92 because you could make your own levels and then you could have oh, your friends cool. come over and play. The graphics are terrible. That doesn't work at all. But I played almost all the Tiger Woods games. Um, when you were talking about this one, I'm like, now I kind of do wish I had a multiplayer because I want to play a golf game with Paul, but I also have to figure out what this platformer mashup is. And so I might, I've, I'm going to check this out. You sh yeah, you can download the demo for free. I don't know when the game releases. I forgot to look it up before the show, but it's, it's pretty clever. Even if you just download the demo, I felt like it kind of scratched the golf itch that I've had for a while. Mm. We have some friends who have been playing a mini golf game in VR that they've been trying to get oh, us to walk go about. by. Well, I've heard it's really good, too. I've heard it's really good as well, but I've kind of been holding off on it. So instead, I went to go play the Cursed to Golf demo, <laughs> which was probably not as good as Walk Around, if, if I'm being honest. But it is a very clever idea. How did you find this game Cursed to Golf and just decide, you know, that's what I want to play right now? Uh, when I was scrolling for articles, one of the articles mentioned the Curse to Golf demo, and they wrote about it. And I was like, oh, I need to go check that out. Okay. So that's actually how I ended up running across it. Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting one. Josh knows I love going through the weirdest game demos that I, was, I can possibly I was going to say, if it's got a weird name, <laughs> Paul will absolutely check it out. And, and has found some real gems <laughs> using that method. Say no more, yeah. right, Josh? Oh man, <laughs> for for long term listeners, uh, they'll they'll remember that one. That's my all time favorite game demo. That one was bonkers, Michael. I had no idea that you loved golf games that much. I do remember you mentioning liking Tiger Woods games 
like you, I played a lot of those. I played all the PGA Tour games. I love golf games. Maybe at some point we'll have to do like a, a deep dive on a sports game for once and Maybe it'll be a golf one. 100%. Because we don't really talk about a lot of sports games in the show. Cause we're, we're just not huge sports games fans. But golf, I think, almost lives in a different realm. Just because I feel like it's not like... Like, I play a game, like a football game, and I feel like it's just a bunch of button mashing and getting lucky on, oh, that guy made it to the end zone. But golf actually takes a little more skill and strategy. Um, and, and I've always loved golf games. Yeah, we've talked about that, too, with Tiger Woods. Because in 2006, remember, they changed the putt again. I'm like, I'm never touching it again. And I didn't. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, is there anything else that you guys have been playing lately? Michael, I know you were gone most of this week because you were on a camping trip, so I can't imagine you were getting into too much else. Anything else you guys have been playing lately that you wanted to talk about before we switch into articles? You had me scratch the itch of Star Trek Online from the Twig episode of oh. last week, and so I, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned downloading it, and I may have flown around. I didn't see that abhorrent Jaeger starship flying around anywhere, so it was definitely an April Fool's mm. joke, I believe, but uh, <laughs> but I, I did. I mean, I probably put like 30 minutes into it flying around as the Enterprise and was like, cool, itch scratched, we're good, and then I moved on. Mm, very nice. Uh, anything else for you, Josh? I'm sucked back into Rocket League again. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> I, I'm not just, surprised. I mean, you guys are not surprised by this. I'll say this, though. If like games need a like a decaying MMR, right? So for people that don't know what MMR is, it's, you know, it's basically like match, you know, uh, I don't even know what is M- uh, match make ranking or something like that. I can't, you know, matchmaking rating, I believe. Yeah. Matchmaking yeah. rating. Yes. There you go. Thank you. Um, and so that's your skill level. Basically, as you play a game, your MMR will go up or down depending on your wins and losses. And ideally, a game really wants to keep you right around that 50% mark. You know, you should win half your games. You should lose half your games. You're in that sweet spot. But if you don't play a game like Rocket League for, let's say, a month, and then you try to hop back in Rocket League like I did, I'm going up against champion caliber players, and I haven't played in a month. So guess who's getting absolutely (laughs) wrecked (laughs) trying to play Rocket League again? And Are you no longer champion level? I I mean no nah, I mean I, you know I'm just playing for fun, Paul. <laughs> why why you got to bring go. up painful memories, man? <laughs> you know, so it's just it's a, it's a small complaint. I still love Rocket League, and yes, you know I've been playing it every day now, and so my skills are getting back up to to par again. But it's games need that decay. If you if I haven't logged in in a month, don't make me play as if I was at the height of my game when I logged off a month ago. Yeah. Rant over. I love Rocket League. It's the best. And you'll be champion level <laughs> another five matches or so anyways. So yeah, you, exactly. you got this. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So taking a look at these articles from this week, what do you guys want to tackle first? What, oh. what should we get into? Oh, I'm, I, there's a few I'm really excited about. I don't know how much we can talk about them because it's not like there's a ton of information to pass along. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know what, Paul? You, you let in at the intro to the show... I mean, you guys know my absolute love of Subnautica, and guess what? The next Subnautica game is confirmed in development. Now, neither one of you guys have beaten Subnautica. Paul, I know you played it. You gave up on it. You couldn't find some piece of your ship that you wanted, and you got frustrated, and you quit like a quitter. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then Michael, you just Unashamed. have never played it because you like to miss out on amazing games. Is that I do. I don't like fun things at all. I only like right. things that are painful. <laughs> okay. I bet Michael owns it though. I bet it's in Michael's <laughs> library and he's never installed it. it Am I right? Please it, tell me you own Subnautica. <laughs> I do own Subnautica. It is it is in my Steam library. I do own it for sure. There with one of those other five hundred games that I've just never installed, but they're there oh. because I'm like, hey, someone said that was good and Steam sales also, of course, Those, unfortunately, always get you. I was going to say the Steam sales get you good. but So I have played Subnautica is one of my favorite games. I, I went into it fairly blind. I had heard somebody mention it. I'm like, let me try this out. I don't really like exploration games, but eh. and then I absolutely fell in love with it. And to this day, it's still one of those like most memorable games that I have played. And then there was the sequel to Subnautica called Below Zero. Um, which I thought was pretty good. Like it's not as good as the original, but they did a pretty good job of capturing the things that they needed to capture. I have some minor complaints on that. It's not as good as the first, but it it was a good stopgap. But lo and behold, they're announcing that the next game of the Subnautica series, we'll call it, is in development. And now that's all we know. <laughs> We don't really yeah. know much more than that. Send a news. But man, I I'm super hyped for it. If it's anything like one or two for that matter, it it will be an absolute must buy for me. Okay, so here here's the thing. I played Subnautica. I would say for a total of about two hours. And what is it about Subnautica that you love so much? Because if you don't really love exploration, is it the base building? Do you just love being underwater? Do you love just like reaching new levels where you get deeper and everything's different? Like what about it draws you in? It's the discovery. Honestly, like exploration only works if there's things to explore and find. And Subnautica absolutely masters that. And just when you think, like I've said this before, but when you think like, oh, I finally got this little you know, ship where I can go deeper and I, you know, I can, I can pilot it and I have air built into that for a little while until it runs out of battery or something. Right. So now it opens up even more and it, it's like avatar, the movie avatar, right. Where it's like, you just discover some amazing biome where everything's bioluminescent. Right. And then you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, what is this? Like, this feels so brand new. This is incredible. And then you start to discover even more technology or I, I can't spoil a lot, but there's it's pretty early on that you figure. I mean, you're on an alien planet, right? It's like you start to discover alien technology and you're starting to try to figure out what's going on on this planet. So there is this story that you are discovering as you play. But man, it just it, it it's like this slow roll of just awesomeness that just continues to roll as you play the game and get even more awesome and even more awesome. I it's it's really really incredible, man. I always wish I have time to play every single game we bring up on the show because it sounds really good. Yeah. And I have a I have a I have a confession. One of the reasons why I haven't played Subnautica is because I have always literally been very confused about what it is. Um uh, around the same time that I think I'd heard of Subnautica, there was a video game that, uh, again, cheap Steam style. I can't tell you what it's called because I have no idea. And it was basically like SimCity where you just build a cutaway submarine and that's the whole point of the game. And I'm like, no. that doesn't sound like fun at all. Like, oh, you upgraded your engine. Oh, no, there's a fire in engine room two. You have to put it out, you know? And that's what I thought it was the entire no. time until very recently. So that's just yeah. my own naivety. It's How it's funny. truly memorable. Most people that have played Subnautica and actually beaten it 
feel very similar. Like if you, if you, uh, you know, there's a lot of forums and Reddit threads and stuff like that where people say like, what's that game that really stuck with you after you played it? And like Subnautica is almost always mentioned as one of those games. You know, it's a good thing that Michael was not a part of the podcast back in the day when we did the games that you've never played in your Steam library (laughs) episode because that would have been a 10 parter yeah Yeah, michael i would have just kept going and we're back to michael yeah Yeah. (laughs) michael's made it to the bees (laughs) (laughs) and we're only 400 in (laughs) yeah one of these days i'll have to give subnautica another shot i thought it was perfectly fine i liked it there was one material that had bugged out that i had to loot and I couldn't find it, and I looked on guides, and they told you, told you where to find it, but I went there, and there was none, and I just gave up. I was like, I'm not starting this game over. I'm too busy, but maybe one of these days I'll give it another I did, shot. I did pause for almost a week playing because I could not find the last piece of like a blueprint or like a you have to salvage stuff to, to get technology. It's like you have two out of three of the pieces that you need to build this amazing thing that I knew was going to progress the game a lot, and I could not find it for anything, dude. I spent hours <laughs> combing the the bottom of the ocean floor, you know, and I was getting so far. And then finally I just came across it and I was like, yes, like, <laughs> it, and it's just one of those things when the game gets its hooks in you, you are absolutely hooked at that point. How many hours do you think it takes to beat? I got the feeling it was like a 15 hour game, 15 to 20, like that. to be honest. Yeah, it's not a yeah. very long game. Now you can spend a lot longer exploring and base building and things like that if you want to. But the actual like plot of the game, all the discoveries that you need to make the ending of the game, because it does have an actual ending. Um, yeah, 15 to 20 hours tops. It's got a VR mode too, right? It does. It does actually. From what what I've heard, yes, you can you can swim through the ocean in VR in Subnautica. Subnautica is a beautiful game, dude. And that's all the time we have for the show, guys. I've got to go over (laughs) that. I didn't know that either, and that Mm -hmm. is amazing. That's brilliant. That actually is kind of. It's also creepy. Like there's some people that would classify Subnautica as horror. Now I don't say I don't think it's horror at all, but there are definitely some tense, creepy moments, and I think that would translate to VR really, really well. Yeah, I've played a Mm. couple VR horror games where I've I've had to put them down because VR horror games can be terrifying. I had a mod. I had a mod in Skyrim. In my VR Skyrim, and Skyrim is not a scary game, but when you're in these crypts and there's these droggers down there, it was a realistic lighting mod, and you would come around a corner, and all you see is these yellow eyes, and it's pitch black, <laughs> and I'm like, it was, I was like, I can't play Skyrim right now, I'm terrified, um, but I, I am really, uh, I really, you've really piqued my interest on Subnautica right now, yeah. and I haven't, I haven't put on the headset in a little while, and now I, I think I might want to give this, give this a roll, so. Yep. Try it out. You know, as us gamers get older, once we're in our 70s, 80s, and 90s, you're going to start seeing people dying of heart attacks because they're playing scary VR games when they're too old and and can't handle it. Yeah, I I have no doubt. All right, let's jump into our second article of the week. I'm a little more excited about this one than the Subnautica one. We have a new Monkey Island game that is going to release this year. This is how you do it. That's how you do it. Don't give us the eight-year wind-up like Cyberpunk and then completely drop the ball and release a terrible product. This is a game called Return to Monkey Island. 
And it looks like they are going back to the original roots of the first two Monkey Islands, which in my opinion are by far the best. I loved The Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2. After that, they got into the more cel-shaded, very childish animation style. Those did not do it for me at all, but they have some of the original people working on the project. I love combining a pirate adventure with all the humor. I absolutely loved Monkey Island growing up. In fact, I would go as far as to say Monkey Island was my first favorite video game. Like, it very much sticks out. I would spend the night at my friend's house that owned it, and we would just play it all day until I went home. And, Michael, apparently you've never played Monkey Island since you did not know who LeChuck was. It actually sounds like I don't actually play video games, which is really funny, because I'm like, ah, oh, sec- collects them. Second story. I just I collect them like like cards, like yep. Gwent cards. I just like mm-hmm. I'll never I'll never use it, but I collect it. One of the things though that I did read about in this article that just floored me was that the game, like they basically announced it on April Fool's Day, and everybody was like, Oh, it's an April Fool's yeah. joke. And it ends up being that it's not. It's real, and it's coming really soon. (laughs) Well, part of it is is that the co-creator who is spearheading the this new one, he's a guy by the name of Ron Gilbert. He Mm -hmm. he got out of the other one, so he was very very involved with the first two, which are easily the best of the whole series. Um, And then the series kind of started to fall off, Um, but like so, he's back. And the April Fool's thing was because he said that he would never make another one and that he was done. And then all of a sudden, they're announcing that here's this new return to Monkey Island and it's from Ron Gilbert. And people were like, no, he said he wasn't going to make anymore. And then he's like, no, I really, this is me. And what's really cool too is that the voice for Guybrush Threepwood, who's the main protagonist in this game, the guy uh, with the fish scar above his eye. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yep. so, and then the original voice actor is back to voice Guybrush as well. So it's going to be like very true to the originals is kind of the, the angle they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same guy that did Maniac Mansion. And he's also the one who did the cave, which we did a deep dive on. So that's, that's who Ron Gilbert is. That name might sound familiar. We've brought him up a couple times in the past. Uh, you know who else I know loves Monkey Island? Me. Uh, Josh, <laughs> and not only just Josh, what I was actually thinking of was uh, Gearbox, because, spoiler alert, oh. our next deep dive is on Tiny Tina's. There is an entire, like, three-hour section of Tiny Tina's that is absolutely nothing but a love letter to Monkey Island, yep. which I thought was fantastic. Well, and the pirate, I won't spoil <laughs> anything, but Paul, I mentioned to you that there was a, a joke that they set up through... A, a multi-hour quest in that with a uh-huh. punchline at the end, <laughs> yep. and I and it made me laugh out loud. We'll save that for that episode. But yes, the humor, the humor in Monkey Island is some of the best you have ever seen in a video game. Oh yeah, the the it was like the early days of the point and click adventures, and the humor is always what made Monkey Island stand out. Um. The game itself was always fun, but it was basically impossible to beat unless you knew someone else who knew how to beat the game. It was one of those games where you had to buy a guide or someone had to show you how to work your way through it. But yeah, I love the Monkey Island games. This is one I will absolutely buy. So many remasters and remakes have let me down, but do you know what's absolutely fantastic? The Monkey Island 1 and 2 remakes are 
spectacularly made. I remember it being where you could just hit like F1 I was going to say, it didn't have the button? Immediately. Yes, yep. it had the button so you could see how much better it was. Yep, because you could immediately go back and forth between the two styles. And I love playing as the original graphics because to me that's what's more nostalgic. Right. But yeah, they will absolutely get my money for a return to Monkey Island. That is a really cool feature, though, to be able to side by side what it looked like. You know, it's kind of like whenever you see a remaster, people put out YouTube videos and it's like, you know, you see the sliding line and that's how it looks now. And you could do that in the game, which is really, really cool. I, that, that blows my mind. Also, I wonder if the Monkey Island uh, piece of Tiny Tina or whatever it was just flew right over my head since I haven't played Monkey Island. So I'm, I'm excited to find did, out yeah. what I missed. It flew right over my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There, there might have been a pirate named Lachance and some things like that that Instead are you know, clearly yeah. parody if you had played Monkey Island. If you didn't, it probably was just very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it was just this pirate named Lachance. <laughs> yes. All right. And then our last story of the week, since we only have a couple minutes left here, there is a mod releasing for Half-Life oh, Alex, yes. which is bringing a full four to five hour campaign which will kind of tide us over until we get the next official Half-Life game. But what a cool feature to be able to get like a full campaign that's of that length that you're going to be able to download. Take my that's money, a- please. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I it, immediately when I hear about this, well, first of all, by the way, guys, guess what? I've played Half-Life, Alex. So <laughs> one out of three ain't bad, right, for this Twig episode. But mm-hmm. it instantly reminds me of um, the Skyrim mod was the Skyrim mod, right? That was the Forgotten Kingdom that became its own separate game. Or that that because that was like a four or five hour piece, that content from um Forgotten the mod City. itself. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that we get like a whole other game essentially out of this is brilliant. I'm so excited. I can't wait to do it. Yeah, Half-Life Alex is hands down the best VR experience in the world. Like the only downside to it at all is that you cannot play it self-contained on uh, like an Oculus Quest. You know, like you have to have a PC with a graphics card that's capable of running it. Um and so that's the only barrier like of entry for people to play Half-Life Alex, but if you have a PC, you can do the the air link with your quest and play it. And that's how I played it. It is the most mind blowing VR experience out there, in my opinion. And I think we all agree on that, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And, and it that is, it, it's heads and shoulders above anything else. Half-Life Alex is the first time that I truly actually considered buying a haptic feedback vest to play this game. They're like 1500 bucks <laughs> for an okay one. They play like three different games depending on the developer, and it's a whole mod that kind of goes through Half-Life Out. And I was like, man, this game's so good. I... I might want to get like the full on <laughs> suit where you, you know, you're getting hit when they, when the, the things are chomping at you and you feel it on your shoulder. Like I can, I seriously considered doing it. And my wife was like, absolutely. You are yeah. a child. No, <laughs> dude. Michael's closet is just filled with haptic feedback vests that he's never used. Right. <laughs> yeah. He just buys them all. They just sit around. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Believe it or not, guys, we're out of time already. That's crazy. So, yeah, we, we're so glad to have you guys here with us here for the last half hour. Uh, I know I already mentioned it a couple minutes ago, but our next deep dive is going to be on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Can't wait to talk about that with you guys. What a fun game. And then our next deep dive after that, we're actually not too sure yet. We have not settled on anything. 
I think we were kind of kicking around the idea of Weird West. We are. But I don't but know if then that's what we're doing. There's also a new legendary supporter that we have not announced yet that may want us to play a game. <laughs> a certain game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's up in the air. Weird West seems to be the the front runner, but that is not confirmed yet. We reserve the right to change our minds. <laughs> I yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The disclaimer right there. But I am actually um, I'm excited to play Weird West anyways, just because I think the artistic style of it just looks interesting. It's something I just want to kind of check out. I've been playing it, guys. I'm probably yeah. four or five hours in. It's uh, it's in my Steam library. I just haven't fired. Yeah, uh, it's uh, got, <laughs> get, get Game Pass. That's what I did, right? It's instead of buying oh, the right. game, I signed up for the $1 Ultimate Game Pass for a month. You know, it took a, a page out of Paul's book, set myself a reminder instantly, 28 days later, to cancel it. <laughs> but that <laughs> there way, it is. I can play Weird West for a dollar. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, just as a reminder, come hit us up on social media at Multiplayer Pod and check us out on Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com. And then we'll see you guys on Monday for that next deep dive. Happy gaming, everybody. See you guys. All right. See you, everybody.